What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And what a freaking event that Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor was this past Saturday. The uh, Zone put on an awesome card from top to bottom, and uh, and you couldn't you couldn't have asked for for more. Uh, you saw a good mixture of prospects, up and coming fighters. Uh, ranking fighters as they're making their way up in the top 20s, the top 10s. Uh, you had, um, Galau Yafai, who, uh, who ends up making his debut. Uh, sorry, not his debut, but he's, uh, he came into this as a, as a one and oh with one knockout. Uh, UK fighter Galau Yafai, uh, coming off that victory over Bautista. Now he ended up facing uh, Miguel Cartagena and he ends up stopping him where Cartagena did not answer the bell. Uh, we ended up having a crossroads fight also, a crossroads fight, which was between Liam Smith, younger brother of Callum Smith, uh, and Jesse Vargas. It's, it, and I call it a crossroads fight because it looks like both of these guys are in the latter stages of their career, making that one final push for a major world title or at the very minimum, a, a, a major world title shot. Uh, better said, Liam Smith, of course, is coming off a victory over Anthony Fowler, which was a phone booth style fight that they had uh, last year, uh, October of last year. Uh, Liam Smith ends up stopping Anthony Fowler. It was, uh, it was an awesome, awesome fight. He stops him in the eighth round. And, uh, and that, if you, if you didn't get to check that fight out, go check it out. It, it, it was one of the best, one of the best back and forth fights that I saw last year. Uh, and it didn't get a lot of notoriety because, of course, Anthony Fowler is building his name up. Liam Smith has a name, but he's possibly in the B or C level fighters, um, in the 154 pound division, uh, his biggest, his biggest names that he's, he's fought. Of course, he ended up fighting, um, Canelo Alvarez a while back. He lost to Jaime Munguia. Uh, and he had a back to back wins with Liam Williams. Uh, uh, other than that, not, not the greatest of, of resumes. As far as opposition, but a very solid resume overall as he improves to 31, 3, and 1 draw, 18 knockouts, and one of those losses was a knockout loss, and that was at the hands of, uh, of Canelo Alvarez. Of course, the Anthony Fowler fight, uh, was one of the, one of the best back and forth fights that, uh, that I've seen in a long time. And then here he goes in another firefight against the very game, Jesse Vargas, who finds himself, uh, at that, at that point, whether if he's not able to perform, he was willing to, uh, to hang the gloves up. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he goes through with that. Uh, and he decides to, to hang the gloves up after this, uh, this upset loss. He was stopped in the 10th round. And, uh, and this was for a, uh, a minor, uh, title, minor WBO intercontinental, uh, title for the 154 pound division. Of course, a 154 at the top, you got Charlo and, um, and Castaño who are about to get into a rematch here in the coming weeks. And, uh, and, and they're at the top of the division. Sebastian Fundora is there, uh, Sergio Garcia, Erickson Lubin. I mean, you name it, the, the, 
you got, oh man, you got so many fighters in the 154 who were either at the top or who are starting to make a name for themselves and, uh, and come back to, um, to the prominence atop the division. Jesse Vargas looks like he may be on his way out. Um, a lot of the hype in that division at 154 obviously has been always been one of the, one, one of the more interesting divisions. Um, Errol Spence and Terence Crawford have recently both said, or at least in the last couple of years, they've, they've said that they're willing to move up to, to 154. Terence Crawford has gone into back and forths with, uh, with Charlo and, uh, and Errol Spence, of course, there's always been that, that, um, the news, I guess, or the anticipation, whether they'd be willing to face again, face off against one another since they've trained with one another. Um, that, that of course remains to be seen, but the, the division is pretty stacked with, with good level fighters. Not great, not elite level fighters, but there's a lot of good and some great talent in that division and some very good up and coming talent that is going to be challenging the top ranks like Sebastian Fundora, the towering Fundora. So Liam Smith with this win. He gets himself into a good running, improves his record, uh, back to back stoppage wins for him. So he's in a little bit of a streak. Jesse Vargas, of course, may be looking to, uh, to possibly hang him up. And another fight that ended up being one of my favorite fights on this card was Franchon Cruz de Zorn against Elin Sederus, uh, of Sweden. Uh, that fight was for the 168 pound uh women's division undisputed uh title you had franchon cruz desern coming into the ring with her wbc and wbo title you had elin sideros uh coming in with her ibf and wba titles and all titles were on the line and uh, franchon cruz desern ends up walking away with the win this was a, a decision win it looked like it was about to um come to a to a stoppage uh very early in the fight they were hitting each other with everything it was bombs away it was a very impressive fight and a perfect setup for what was to be the main event between katie taylor and amanda serrano so french on cruises are not only hands elin sideros her first loss of her career but also claims all four titles she is the undisputed 168 pound champion for the women uh, she is a Canelo Alvarez in the women's division at 168 pounds, whereas Canelo is 168, super, 168 pound super middleweight undisputed champ, uh, for, for the men's side. Over 19,000 people packed the Medicine Square Garden in the 140 year history of the Medicine Square Garden. It had never been headlined by a women's fight. This was a first. This was not just a first for the Madison Square Garden. It was also a legendary fight uh, in the sense that it was going to be the biggest purse uh, available for for a women's belt. And, uh, and it was for the undisputed championship at 135 pounds. Katie Taylor putting all of her titles on the line against Amanda Serrano, who came up two divisions to challenge Katie Taylor, uh, for the, for the throne. And I mean, 
all the signs were there to be a legendary fight. This is a fight that was that, that they tried to make uh, several years back, and it fell through time. And again, I believe uh, all in all, it fell through four to five times. <clears throat> and something to say before I continue with the Katie Taylor Amanda Serrano, the French on Cruz Desert and Elon Sedero's fight was actually supposed to be the co-main event of Telfimo Lopez and George Cambosos last June in and uh in Miami which was one of the uh, original dates that that fight was supposed to happen in. and of course if you remember uh Lopez and Cambosos that fight fell through for unit for for a multitude of reasons because one fighter was sick because then the other one got injured because of sanctionings uh because of the sanctioning body with the IBF, then there was promotional issues, then there was money issues with Triller where they couldn't afford a fight and this and that, or there was a um, fund funding issues. Then Top Rank ended up coming in, then the zone ended up coming in, finally saving the day where that fight ended up happening. And of course, we ended up seeing George Campos in that historic performance where he topped um, and bested Teofimo Lopez to take the titles from him. French on Cruz Desern, Elon Sedero's, the fight never happened. It got rescheduled for the August date. And then that fight fell through for Cambosos and, and Lopez. And then that fight ended up falling through. And then there was a November date where they were supposed to face off uh, late 21. And it never happened. And here we are all the way until April 30th where this fight finally took place. Awesome, awesome, awesome management uh, team. Awesome job by their, by their respective management teams and by the promotional company uh, in the sense of keeping this fight together because it was a meaningful fight and it was a necessary fight and it delivered on all accounts. They hit each other with bad intentions from the very beginning. French on Cruz's turn getting the better of Elin Sideros. Elin Sideros was, uh, was not willing to quit and, uh, and kept coming forward and kept attacking and gave, gave French on Cruz's turn everything that she could handle. But of course, French on Cruz, uh, discern ended up besting Elin Sideros and claimed the undisputed title at 168. Now we jump back to Katie Taylor, where if that wasn't enough of a setup for what was supposed to be an amazing main event, which did in fact become an amazing main event, 19,000 plus, um, the meaning behind the biggest purse in women's boxing history, uh, the fact that this was uh, the first time that a women's bout was headlining in Madison Square Garden, a.k.a. the mecca of boxing in 140 years, uh, the 140-year history of that arena. This was a first. It was a first on many accounts. There was uh, eyes from all around the world uh, paying attention to this fight. And it, it could have been a dud, but it wasn't. These two women delivered and they delivered on all fronts it was an action-packed fight and quite often better than most of the men fights that that we see we obviously there's more uh male boxers but this fight delivered uh on the hype on the anticipation on every everything that you could think of there's a reason why these two women are hailed and glorified and um and held at the very top of their respective divisions. Um, they have decorated resumes, decorated careers to date, and uh, and decorated histories within the sport. And they delivered on all fronts. From the opening bell, the 
the crowd was not sitting down. This was a crowd on their feet, a crowd that was cheering from the moment they walked out to the moment that that bell rung. And the women went at one another with Amanda Serrano getting the better uh, start of the two. Amanda Serrano jumped off to an early lead and, uh, and Katie Taylor ended up, uh, ended up coming back, uh, later in the, in the later rounds to secure the, uh, the victory. It was a points victory where we end up getting scores of 96, 93, uh, 97, 93, and 96, 94. One of the judges giving it to Serrano. This was a split decision, uh, win for Katie Taylor, and she remains with, uh, an unblemished record and kept all her titles. The controversy lied in where a lot of people thought that Amanda Serrano won the fight. It was that close of a fight where it could have, if it could, if it would have gone to Amanda Serrano, uh, a lot of people would have been happy and you would have had the other side arguing that Katie Taylor ended up doing enough, just enough to pull out a victory in the later rounds, which I agree. I was not mad at the, at the decision. Uh, a split decision was the, was the right call. Katie Taylor survived the onslaught of Amanda Serrano. Amanda Serrano hit her with everything that you could imagine and started gassing out around the seventh, eighth, and ninth round, started slowing down a little bit. Katie Taylor capitalized on those rounds, and that's where the decision victory, where she secured that decision victory. So she maintains an unblemished record at 21-0 with six knockouts. Amanda Serrano uh, ends up uh, getting another loss, another blemish on her record, but still an impeccable record as she has 42, 2, and 1 with 30 knockouts. She is like her nickname, the real deal. She is the real deal in boxing. And the fight itself, as back and forth as it was, there were several moments where you thought the fight was going to end. The fifth round was one of the best rounds I've seen uh, in in boxing in a long, long time. And I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to think back to maybe like a Tyson uh, Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder type round. This was uh, maybe like a. I mean, definitely like a, like a Fury Wilder round, like uh, Andy Reese Joshua, like uh, man. I think Charlo Castaño had some good moments in that, in that, in their original fight. Uh, who else pops in mind? Camposos, Teofimo Lopez. That was another one. Uh, it was just a firefight of a round. That fifth round got me off my seat as it did to most people that were watching it live. Uh, and, and if I, I ended up getting that much, uh, that much emotion from watching it from the comfort of my home, imagine the people in that live setting, what they were experiencing. And then the 10th round, the 10th and final round, the way that these women closed the show, it was, I mean, at one point I thought Katie Taylor was going to go down. I thought Amanda Serrano was going to go down and she was just getting popped left and right. And then Amanda Serrano just hitting with that power down the center of the ring where you see Katie Taylor's knee, uh, nearly hit the, the canvas as her, her legs start going wobbly and lucky for her that the bell ended up ringing within a couple seconds after that. And, uh, and, and both women left it all out in the ring. Yes, it sucks that it goes to decision. It sucks that it's disputed because people think that their, their respective fighter won the fight. But I think the decision was the right decision. Um, I feel comfortable with the decision. I feel comfortable knowing that Katie Taylor won. And should there be a rematch? 
should there happen to be a rematch, Amanda Serrano out of Brooklyn, New York, representing Puerto Rico, uh, if the next match happens, there's already talks that maybe the rematch will happen in Ireland this time favoring Katie Taylor. So as if there wasn't a big enough crowd that ended up traveling to New York to support uh, the Irish fighter, going to Ireland would be something absolutely spectacular, especially if it happens to go to a, a soccer stadium out in Ireland. It would be an even bigger fight, an even bigger purse, and, if he, and even uh, more of a groundbreaking fight for women's boxing. Uh, this was a huge, huge event for women's boxing, not just for what the card held, but for women's boxing in its entirety for women athletes. Uh, it was, it was impressive. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, uh, have hands down, uh, cemented themselves in my mind as one of the best fights that I've seen, um, not just in, in women's boxing, but in boxing in general. And, uh, and for me, this fight takes the vote of fight of the year. Uh, we're reaching, we're, we're already starting May. So we're five months into, uh, 2022. And I'm telling you that as of right now, yes, there's been some great performances this year. There's been some great knockouts this year, uh, great stoppages. This to me is the fight of the year at, as of this moment right now, as we stand here five months into 2022, uh, this is a fight of the year for me. Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. Uh, has there been other great fights? Yes, there's been other great fights. I mean, and especially performances. Uh, let's not forget about Bam Rodriguez against, uh, Carlos Cuadras earlier in the year, uh, out in February. Uh, Josh Taylor's performance over Jack Catterall. That was a very disputed, uh, victory that Josh Taylor had, but he pulled it out. He grinded out that victory, ended up getting the nod over, uh, over Jack Catterall. That was an awesome fight and an awesome showing by, by Jack Catterall where he was very tricky and very smooth in that fight. This, hands down, as of right now, you could quote me on this later on in the year, but I'm going to stick with this. This, to me, is the fight of the year as of right now, and uh, and let's see what the rest of the year holds. But in five months, we were off to an amazing start. And uh, not just that, but I really, really genuinely feel that we picked up uh, where... 2021 left off. I thought 2021, uh, and I've said it many times, 2021 was one of the best boxing years uh, that, that, that I've experienced in my lifetime. And uh, there's been many others. But for a lot of people to criticize 2021, I thought it was one of the best boxing years. And definitely the second half of, of the year was amazing. 2020 had some amazing fights. In the second half of the year, not much going on, obviously, because of the pandemic. 2019, pretty forgettable. Uh, there were some, some fights there, here and there, but, uh, but overall, somewhat forgettable. 2018, I couldn't even tell you unless I start looking. I start looking and digging into, into the books, but 2021 is one that I could actually start telling you plenty of fights that took place. And, uh, and here we are. 2022 picked up where it left off already with an early fight of the year candidate, sure shot candidate for me. Katie Taylor defeats Amanda Serrano, retains her titles, defends her throne at 135, hands another and the second loss of Amanda Serrano, or a second loss to Amanda Serrano of her career. And uh, and we're, we're more than likely going to be uh, moving on forward with a rematch between these two uh, amazing women that, uh, that, that represent boxing 
at its highest level and, uh, and represented themselves very, very well. Uh, very well. They represent women's boxing. They represent themselves. They represent their countries. They represent their, their roots, their followings very respectfully, very humbly and, um, and carry themselves with class. Uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. I, I could go on and on about this fight. Amazing, amazing, amazing fight. Congratulations to Ireland. You have an amazing champ and the face of the fight game, in my opinion, uh, Katie Taylor. Amanda Serrano, listen, wow, 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 what a performance. She said she was going to bring it, and she brought it. And congratulations to Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul, because they ended up putting this fight together, uh, something that Eddie Hearn wasn't able to do. Uh, in a couple years ago, definitely not last year, and a couple years ago when they tried to make it happen, and uh, and he wasn't able to 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 come to an accord with them between dates and purse, uh, which were the main issues. Jake Paul stepped in, and they ended up making this fight happen and getting the bigger purse for for these two women who definitely deserve it. The plus side to this of what these two gentlemen just did, Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul, is that. They're going to begin to generate bigger and bigger and bigger purses for women's fights, for headlining women's fights. This year, hopefully, we'll get to see Clarissa Shields against Savannah Marshall. That will be a huge, huge fight. And thanks to this groundbreaking fight between Taylor and Serrano, that fight may very well have a big purse of its own. It will generate a big purse of its own, whether it's UK side or state side. Uh, another big fight in the 130 pound division between Alicia Baumgartner and Michaela Mayer. Maybe not as well known as Shields and Savannah Marshall or Serrano Taylor, but Michaela Mayer has a good name in, in the United States. Alicia Baumgartner starting to build a good reputation and a strong name, especially after, after her, uh, her, her title victory, uh, over Harper. Michaela Mayer, Alicia Baumgartner will be a big, big fight stateside. Maybe not the biggest purse, but it will definitely be a big fight for a 130-pound division, and which will catapult the winner of that fight into a potential match against a Katie Taylor, should she still be a top 135, or maybe an Amanda Serrano who's cruising up and down those two divisions. Um, she campaigns two divisions south, but look, she just came up two divisions north, and very well, she's fought at 130. She would be more than willing to go take on a big name there like a Michaela May or Alicia Baumgartner. So a lot to look forward to in, in women's boxing. Of course, one of my favorite fighters, Senia Sastrada. Don't forget about her. Uh, Marlon Sparsa doing her thing. Um, you you got it. I mean, with as far as women's boxing goes, it's at an all-time great spot right now. And, uh, and not much that, uh, I mean, I could go on and on about this fight. That's how excited I was about this fight. And that's how excited I still am about this fight. Just a couple of days removed from, uh, from what was the spectacle, um, th that, that was built up, the hype that was built up and, uh, and the anticipation behind this fight, uh, it delivered. It delivered. It's one of the very few times where, where it lives up to the hype. And this fight delivered, and I cannot wait to see these two young women uh, step into the ring against one another again. Let's hope that it happens this very same calendar year and uh, in what is bound to be another sure shot um, fight of the year candidate.
and uh, and very well may walk away with with fight of the year honors for both fights. So so we'll see what what the future holds for them. Hopefully the rematch is the the immediate negotiation and it'll happen sometime in the summer. Um We'll see what, what holds for them for, for French Sean Cruz to Zern as well, who is the undisputed champ at 168 and, uh, and keep an eye out for Liam Smith to see how he continues to climb up the, the ranks and what is more than likely his final shot at a title. Um, his final run for a title shot, uh, at 154. See, uh, see how, how high up the rankings he could get. And, uh, and for Jesse Vargas, more than likely he's going to be, uh, going the opposite way, hanging the gloves. But, well, that remains to be seen. So thank you guys again for tuning in to the Tomatovito show. Don't forget to subscribe, to follow, to comment. Check me out on Instagram. That's usually, uh, the, the main pages that I'm running off, um, that I'm running the show off of. Uh, thank you guys for the downloads, for the continued support, for the continued, uh, love. And, um, and, and don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family members, uh, uh, anybody who's a, who's a boxing, boxing aficionado, boxing fan, uh, get them to check out the episodes. They, they may very well like, uh, what, what I'm putting out there. And, uh, and I'm excited to be here in front of the microphone and bringing these episodes to you, uh, each time out. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the love, for all the support. Have yourselves a great night. Catch you on the next episode. Take care.